0: Goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in. Looking for AJ Brown, he's got it. Touchdown! In trouble, TJ Watts. I am just like stoked about this Lions team. Debo
1: Samuel, there he goes. Foot on the gas, all the
2: way. Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening.
1: Oh. <laughs> in the end zone. <laughs> Keenan Allen. There he gets him, It's Parsons. He back at the
0: 21.
1: I love the upside, the athleticism. It's a on. B. John Roberts will keep that hand. His first time at the touchdown. Kelsey, good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it.
0: Alright, what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing? Welcome back here today to our, I guess, dual reaction podcast here. We're going to be reacting to week 8 of the NFL season plus the trade deadline. So what's going on guys? How we doing? Tom, Dom? how's life? What's going on? What's up guys? so we had the monster nfl trade deadline that saw james harding get traded to the los angeles clippers which was kind of like the biggest news today i saw Schefter was getting cooked today because he, he tweeted that in the morning and then he tweeted some golf thing today.
1: yeah the yeah. golf got washed on his own
2: deadline the golf one was bad because like grady jerry just got hurt yesterday like big big acquisition for atlanta it's um <laughs> justin thomas playing for like the new virtual golf
0: league like we don't care at uh. Yeah, so definitely... Well, I guess we'll just hop into the trade deadline first. It was definitely more exciting last year because the NFL trade deadline has definitely been better over the years, but I would say this has probably been one of the worst in the last couple. Um, So, like, in the last episode, we talked about a bunch of names and gate percentages on if they were going to get traded. We talked about, what, six? No, we talked 10 guys, and two of them got traded. So we got 20%, and they were both from the same team. Um, Before Interesting. we go... Yeah, I'll just go through the ones that didn't get traded, and I'll make fun of the person that had the highest percentage. So, Derrick Henry did not get traded from the Tennessee Titans. Me and Dom were pretty conservative about that. Tom said there was a 45% chance that was going to happen. So
1: Apparently, there was a deal in place, and the, and the Titans owner vetoed it. Really?
0: I don't
2: know, <laughs> I wonder I, who's I, two. How, how do two teams have a deal in place, but one of the teams is vetoing it? That just means there was never a deal, right? Like, the GMs probably agreed, and the owner
1: was like, you're not trading Derrick Henry. Interesting.
0: Did you see the Giants thing, but they couldn't get it in time? Was that fake?
1: Yeah that oh that was Wesley Steinberg bro you I, can't get you can't get you can't get hit by Steinberg okay i don't know what that like he tweets i'm not on like guide Especially giant stuff. He tweets out like fake Giants news, like to make them like really like comical to get clicks. Okay. Like every every year and like a lot of them in the offseason.
0: season. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> okay, so, um, Cortland. Okay, this was surprising that neither Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy removed. The Broncos didn't make any moves. I guess they think there's a chance that they will make the playoffs. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. But, um, Jerry Judy, uh, Tom and Donbold said seventy percent. Um and then Tom said fifty percent or no yeah for Jerry Judy and then for sudden me and Tom both said sixty percent but we were both wrong there and um the Broncos stayed Pat Jalen Johnson definitely got some kind of hype getting traded I think he was like permission to like seek a trade and yep. mm-hmm. which I don't I guess that just allows the agents to talk to other teams but they didn't end up moving him um Tom put fifty percent Tom you're just getting cooked on these percentages so far
1: <laughs> I know I-, I realize how how like. Over the top I was, especially with the last one. No, it's definitely uh, tough. That I'm sure we'll get to. But I was, I, I was very over the top with a lot of these trades.
0: Yeah, so we'll get into Young and Sweat. Brian Burns, we were all pretty low on that. I was the highest at 30%. Uh, Hollywood Brown was not traded. Tom was at 40 Dom was correct with 0%. I was wrong, I guess, at 5% on that one. Um, Hunter Renfro, we were all really high on. Dom oh, was right. the wrong... He, Yeah, you said 75% for him, um, and Daniel Hunter was not traded. Uh, You guys both said 25% for him. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll just talk about, like, when it happened, I I went to you guys. I was like, what the hell is Ryan Poles doing? Trading a second-round pick for Montrezl Sweat, who they can literally sign in the offseason. And maybe, I don't think there was ever a scenario where the commanders were either going to re-sign him, or I don't even think tag him. But, yeah, would you guys kind of initial reaction? I think, Dom, you like this trade a little bit more than me and Tom did.
2: Well, Yes, because, one, the Bears historically just do not draft well. So, like, they're not – even if they had the pick, like, there's no shot they draft a g- good guy there. And, two, why would Montes <laughs> Sweat want to go to Chicago? Like, now they have – Because haven't... they're
0: going to have $90 million in cap space.
2: Yes, but now they – yeah, but still, if you – there's going to be tons of team with cap. Would you want to go play for this Bears team? Not really. So if they bring <laughs> you in and kind of convince you a little bit, like, hey, like, we got this young core, we're trying to build a little bit, like – we want you here. We traded a second round pick for you. Like, we've already value you. Like, there's some now incentive for sweat being like, oh, like, I can stay here now. They want me here. Like, I can see myself here long term. So they're just working on a contract. Pro- they're probably already working on the contract. I'm surprised there wasn't, like, one announced already. But I was fine with it for the Bears. I mean, yes, a second round pick is kind of high. But um, even if they don't sign him. I think they might be eligible for compensation because I know
0: that's how young in the 49ers are. I don't know if that's the same case with the Bears here. I just... They didn't learn their lesson from the Claypool thing last year. Like, they're going to trade a top 10 pick, and probably a top 5 pick in the second round. I just think, like, yeah, you say they're not a good drafting team, but so should they never draft again and just trade all their picks, like, theoretically? Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but the chance you could draft a good defensive lineman, <laughs> top 10 in the second round, just, like, outweighs the value of having to pay sweat, a ton of money, and probably his values get diminished towards the back end of that contract anyway.
1: Yeah. But so like to Dom's point though, a little bit. So they're probably all signs are pointing towards having another QB on a rookie contracts. So they're not going to worry about paying a lot of money for quarterbacks there. And they hand out a lot of money last um, free agency. So they're still good. Like the money can still be allocated elsewhere, but I still don't, I still do think just giving up these second round picks when you're two and what are they? Two and six. Um, still seems like a bit of a crazy move to me, but Dom is saying, and I do agree, they are not good drafters. So if they can't draft, you might as well get somebody who you already know is pretty good. But I don't know. I just think that being buyers when you're two and six is just not a recipe for winning.
0: Yeah, I I don't I I disagree. I just yeah I didn't think it was a smart deal whatsoever. And seeing what Chase Young, who you could say, arguably say is better, um ended up going for a third, so even less value from San Fran. And it was funny because I think that was the D'Amico Ryan's comp pick that they got, or yeah. I don't know if it was D'Amico Ryan's or somebody else. Well, it was um, one that, of the
2: coaches, but it's all the same.
0: Yeah, and they were able to use that to get Chase Young, which is just kind of crazy that a coach or an employee will even get to Chase Young. Um, so yeah, the Niners beef up their line and they're going all in on the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, Chase Young and uh, Bosa, Ohio State, back together. Which is cool. And what were they? Were they a year apart in the drafts? Or it, pretty... was it 1820 yeah.
1: No, it was Bosa was
0: 19. Bosa was 19. And Chase Young was 20. Yeah, Kyler was 19, right? That was that
1: draft? Yeah, yeah. and Bosa was third. Who was second that year? I think he was second. Mm. Was he not? It was Burrow Young, I think. Oh, those were about Bosa. Bosa went oh, third. Yeah. B- Chase
0: Young did go second, yeah. Bosa went third? I thought he went second. Yeah, who went second in that draft? Because I feel, was it not Bosa? That was like the Celine Farrell draft too, right?
1: Yeah, Farrell. Yeah. yeah, the
0: Raiders took him way too early for knowing. too high. It was
1: fourth, I think.
0: Uh, Bosa uh, ended it up going like, second. Uh, Bosa one second. Yeah, and Quinn then and it went Quentin Williams, Williams, Williams three, Farrell four, Devin White five, Daniel Jones six. What a draft pick, man! It really worked out. <laughs> um, so I guess we could, Tom, you could kind of talk about your opinion on that. Uh, that wondered Williams trade.
1: That was a good deal. Um, I think the biggest thing is. Although Leonard Williams does bring... He is a very good um, run-stuffing uh, D-lineman. And with uh, on the pass rush, him him and Dexter Lawrence, they seem to be very good friends and they love each other. But, I mean, they got more for him now than they gave up a, four years ago. And now he makes $30 million and he probably wasn't going to re-sign up to this year anyway. So I think you can't get mad at a second-round pick plus... 2025 5th, I think I believe it was. So, good move by Joe Shane. I wish uh, he would have offloaded a couple more contracts or players, but once the deadline passed yesterday for restructuring, I think that kind of all of the big contracts, you're not going to see many of them move, which is exactly what happened. So,
0: yeah, I think that's, like, what a 2-6 and six team should do. And, like, they, like, weren't going to, like, extend them. And I, I liked it for the Seahawks, too. Like, yes, it's maybe a little rich giving up uh, that draft capital. But, hey, they're a team that's currently in first place in the NFC West. And, like, your window's kind of right now with Geno Smith and all the other young talent that they have on their team um, on rookie deals. So uh, I kind of liked it for both teams there. And I, I was I think it made sense for both teams to really just kind of, like, buy and sell in that direction. Dom, do you
1: think? Yeah, I love it for Seattle. Um, yeah. I think that, like, it makes sense for both teams. But... I think I would rather, obviously, rather be the Seahawks acquiring a good D lineman to go all in, rather than the Giants, who was like acquiring very good draft capital to start rebuilding. Yeah, obviously, for sure.
0: Like Dom, you you like agree on that side too? Like you like kind of what Seattle did? Yeah, I like it for both teams
2: because Seattle like clearly is a top four team in the NFC. I feel safe saying so. They're they're mm-hmm. really pushing their chips to the table. They didn't give up much for him, so I was fine with it, and I like the Giants um getting picks back. Um, while we're talking about the Giants and just expiring contracts, Tom has Isaiah Simmons like done anything this year? Like I really haven't
1: followed it. I'm just like I'm genuinely curious. Like has he actually played like well for them or no? So he like he did not play really too much at all the first 3 or so weeks they had him. Um and then which they had him the whole season, right? Yeah, was, they got him for season, yeah. So weeks like 1, 2, 3, 1 through 4, he was barely playing and now he's getting like I think like between like 40 and 50% snaps, which I guess Someone in Normally, we get, like, 80% snap. He's, like, an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. So, he's still, like, not fully in the rotation on defense, but it's because Micah McFadden and Bobby Okereke are both playing very well, and, and um is really stepping up the pass rush, and he's kind of a rotational piece on the other side, as well as, like, you know, kind of a defensive back hybrid like he's been. So, and he's... I've seen him make some good plays. Um, he's athletic. He can cover running backs, so... That's cool but he's not like a game-breaking guy.
2: Yeah, cuz I know we're just like with the trade deadline and all the picks moving, like sometimes guys are way more overvalued than we think or undervalued and I remember when that trade happened in the preseason, he got traded for a 7th round pick. And everyone was like, "Oh, fleece, huge trade." But like, I don't I haven't heard his name in a while and some guys today got traded for
1: almost nothing, which is just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think by the end of the year, especially when the Giants are in full mode of like, okay, let's see what we got with the, with the roster we have, I think he'll start um, making a little more noise. But for right now, yeah, he's just like a rotational piece. Yeah. Good.
0: Um. Before we go into somebody that was kind of traded for a little value, Dom, I wanted to push back on something you just said with the uh, Seahawks being a top four team. So are you more out on the Niners or the Cowboys being like that number five team? Cowboys. Cowboys, okay. Because I know you were yeah. still high on the Niners. You, you were I saying be- they were still the team to beat.
2: Yeah, I still believe in the Niners, and obviously
0: the uh, Eagles and Lions are up there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious who you had out. So uh, Josh Dobbs, Dom you, uh you kind of pre- almost predicted. Uh, no, it I exactly. Did predict- right? I
1: did predict it.
0: <laughs> it was, ex- it was exactly- wait. Was it exactly a seventh and a sixth? Yes, yeah. it was exactly a seventh,
1: sixth swap I- to the Vikings. Look he at you, do Dom. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I beat Schaefer by about four hours with no sources whatsoever. So uh, <laughs> I was proud of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally fine with this trade. Josh Dobbs served his purpose. He's now that's to continue uh, to improve his value for his next contract because his time in Arizona was done in about two weeks. Um, so that does mean Clayton Toon is starting this week for the Cardinals, which I'm fine with. Let's Maybe he's got something in him. And then Tyler comes back. So you move up, I don't know, 15 spots in the draft from pick 200 to
0: pick 180. So maybe they find a stud, but I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad that the Vikings made some trade. I was kind of hoping, like, I'm cool with Dobbs. I'm glad because, like, I don't know why the Cardinals were going to bench Dobbs, like, this week. Like, that kind of came out that well, it wasn't going to be him and it was going to be Murray or Toon. So was there I more think, reason about that?
2: Yeah, I think it was because of the trade. Like, I think okay. once they realized the trade was, like, kind of in the works, they were like, all right, like, let's, let's backtrack this a little bit. Even though it was very funny that in the post game press conference, he was like, no, no, he'll start next week. And then the next day, Dan was like, yeah, I watched the film. Never mind, we're benching him. Just like, even if he wasn't about to get traded, just that whole situation like would stink for Josh Dobbs. Being like, my coach publicly saying, I watched the film, he stinks for benching him.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So Dobbs, I mean, dude, this Viking schedule actually isn't too bad down the stretch at all, and they are right there at four and four. And I think they're going to make the playoffs. Like, I think Dobbs, um, if they can kind of still develop a run game somewhat with Madison Baker's, I know it hasn't been great this year, but they're going to get Jefferson back. Like, Jordan Addison's looked fantastic as a rookie. They have a top... Three, you could say, tight end in the league right now in T.J. Hawkinson. Um, so this, yeah, this Vikings team, I think, is gonna make the playoffs after their abysmal start. So it's cool to see. I wish it was with Kirk Cousins because I don't think they're gonna go too far with Josh Dobbs unless they have some Case Keenum magic from a few years ago. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I doubt that. So, um, that was pretty much all the big names that were traded today. Like I know there was like a Donovan Peoples Jones trade. Is there one I'm forgetting off the top of my head that I'm drawing a blank on? Uh, Rasul Douglas was pretty good for the Bills because just that was a need third
2: help. Yeah, I think it was a third.
0: I think they also a got
2: a th- fifth, th- fifth with Douglas, if I'm right.
1: And Ezra Cleveland went, the, which is weird because the Vikings traded a good lineman after they got a quarterback. Yeah, I don't For like a sixth, right? I um, think uh, it was a fourth, a fourth. fifth. It was a mid-rounder. It was a day three pick. Yeah. Um, I'll
0: look it up. But, yeah, I, that was kind of weird for a team that's like jockeying for a playoff spot.
2: Yeah, I don't... That that did surprise me too. He is a free agent, so maybe they just know they're not going to re-sign him and maybe their depth guard is good enough or they felt value, but that was a little surprising too, especially putting Dobbs behind now uh, a worse guard. It's not always the best idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, you know, shout-out to Jacksonville protecting uh Trevor Lawrence. And – uh, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones was traded to Detroit. I feel like this team just has big so name. many receivers. Big name. Yeah. Like, Jamison Williams, Amon ross St. Brown, uh, Kalief Raymond, uh, Josh Reynolds, and now Donovan Pe- Maybe it's a special teams edition. I don't know at that point. But, um, yeah, that was pretty much, like, the trade deadline. It wasn't really too exciting stuff that happened today. Like, the Kevin Byer deal happened a week-ish um, ago. But, yeah, no, no big names that we mentioned in the last video, unfortunately. Um, yeah, do you guys have any thought, any like big loser of not making a trade at the deadline, like the Chiefs for maybe not adding a receiver or um, any any teams there?
1: Um, it's you would, like yeah, but like, did the Broncos just make Judy and um, suddenly, like unavailable, and like the Raiders obviously weren't trading Devontae Adams even after last night? Um, so like, what like if there was nobody in the market, there really wasn't anything they could like these contending teams could do about it. But people say the Chiefs are going to trade for wide receiver like every year the deadline, and they never do, and they still make the AFC Championship with the Super Bowl. So yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder yeah. if the Broncos lost to the Chiefs, they would have sold. But now since they are three and five, and they're like basically a game out of the seventh spot, like they're gonna think that they can make the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I so. hate that the Chiefs didn't make an addition. Not because I think their team needs to get better. I'm just sick of watching the guys they have on their current roster. I hate watching <laughs> Sky Moore drop passes. I hate watching Kadarius Tony drop like every every pass that comes his way he drops like i if i was the chiefs and just give up your first round pick this year next year like just
0: try to get some talent in because like you're i don't know you just need receivers (laughs) no honestly and i think i think like rasheed rice has done great and obviously they have travis kelsey but yeah i think for sure but i don't know man i wonder if they do you think they well they won a super bowl so i guess they don't really regret it but do you think like how good tyra kill has been they would kind of regret it a little bit I'm, I'm going to say no just because, like you said, they did just win the Super Bowl. So, like, it yes. kind of worked out. yeah And, like you think, like, Tennessee regrets trading A.J. Brown? Probably. I'm going
2: to say yes, For- but also A.J. Brown was not this good on Tennessee. Like, he definitely has gotten better yeah. as
1: a player once he got to Philly. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped For sure. Him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he still was this good. It's just the system that Tennessee ran, they would never be able to, like, they were just, like, a super run-heavy team with a quarterback that wasn't that mobile and they didn't have weapons anywhere else. Um, So, well, I guess Robert Woods, but, like, the Eagles had the run game, the Eagles had the great offensive line, and I would say the Eagles are probably better coached than the the Titans are. Mm -hmm. So, A.J. Brown was put in a better spot in Philadelphia, and, I mean, I'm not going to say he's a benefit of the system. He's pretty much playing, like, the second-best wide receiver in football this year. Yeah, he's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So we'll kind of hop into the Week 8 reaction here. Um, Just like kind of a quick brief game Thursday night. The Bills beat the Bucks. I don't think we – I don't remember if we made our predictions for that game, but I feel like we all would have taken the Bills if that were to happen. Um, I don't think we were against it at all. Um, but, yeah, so the, the Bills beat them 24-18 to 18 on Thursday. Uh, I guess, like, the first game we could talk about Sunday was the Rams um, getting blown out by the Dallas Cowboys. Matthew Stafford gets hurt in this game. Um, Dallas pretty much dominated. C D Lamb dominated. I'll throw it to Tom, who uh, predicted the Rams to win this game. So, were you a little
1: shocked with how it ended up? Um, I mean, no. Uh, I just kind of talked myself into it during the video, but yeah, it is what it is. It can't be, can't be uh, right all the time. Uh, I'm going to say that Dallas straight up dominated them. CeeDee Lamb looks like the top 10-ish wide receiver that Dallas thought they were drafting. Last week, For the, probably the first time this year, he was kind of struggling a lot. Um, is it time to panic on Tony Pollard? Because I mean, not panic on him, but he is not the game-breaker that he was kind of hyped up to be. This obviously made more from a fantasy standpoint, but... I feel like every every week it's something. The Cowboys were getting blown out. The Cowboys were blowing them out. Tony Pollard was benching the third quarter because of XYZ reasons. Dallas had to throw the ball the whole second half. I don't know. I just feel like he's not really making any noise this year at all. No, he's
2: definitely been quiet. As a Tony Pollard fantasy owner, he's been very underwhelming the past few weeks. Um, but, I mean, this past game, he only had 12 carries because their defense was scoring points and Dak was just starting them up in the air, so... It's one of those yep. things where the game script has really not been super favorable for him, but he also has not looked great as well. So that combo together has not been good for him.
0: No. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we'll hop to a game that uh I predicted. I saw so, the time you kind of like said you were talking yourself into it. I kind of talked myself out of it. Was picking the Steelers last weekend against the Jags. I just think like the like the Jags are definitely a better team on paper, and it was like a rainy game. And honestly, I do think of like Kenny Pickett didn't go down. I think maybe the Steelers could have won this game, but like, you you think Kenny Pickett just goes god mode in the last three minutes? I'm like, because there was, I think they were down by seven, and then Mitch Trubisky threw a terrible interception. Um, There was a pick six that should have happened uh, on Kenny Pickett. He got very lucky in the beginning of the game, but he goes down. There was a weird ref call um, with an offsides on the offense when Boswell had a field goal. So that was like a three point swing basically right there um, with him not getting it. Um, and that was to end the first half, but yeah, the Jaguars, it kind of looked like they dominated a little bit. I know they only won by 10, but yeah, unfortunately the Steelers lost this game and they go to four and three. I think the Jaguars have won like 14 out of their last 17 games, or it's been something crazy dating back to last season. And it's like one of the best records in the NFL. And I think they, yeah, they've uh, sold possession of the three seed in the AFC. You guys think this looks better for this, the Jaguars or like worse from the Steelers after this game.
1: I think the Jags is really good. Mm-hmm. I think they're, uh, I think they're really coming. You saw they struggled a couple games um, earlier in the season, but I think we were kind of just caught off guard by how good the Chiefs' defense was going to be to start the season. I think they look great. They're beating all these good teams. So, Yeah, yeah I sure. mean, the game wasn't pretty, but they were never
2: not in control. Like, even when they were up 7, they were fully controlling the game. So I think that's I think the Jaguars are definitely a better team than maybe we expected. And I think um, this win—I mean, them not losing at Pittsburgh, tough place to play at Heinz Field, you know that. So
0: yeah, good win. Terrible to win. weather too in that one. Um, and Travis Etienne went off in this game. Uh, so this them winning hurts your your team, Dom, this year, the Tennessee Titans. But is it Will Levis' time, man? He like balled out in this game, 230 passing yards. He had uh, what four touchdowns in this game? Four. or yep. yeah, four. Three to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and they ended up winning twenty eight twenty three. Dom, I mean, does this give you any hope that maybe the Titans can come back and win the division? Or you think like, they might even go back to Tannehill when he comes back? Honestly, if Will left, so
2: first of all, Thursday Night Football is going to be Will Levis versus Mitch Trubisky. So that's just a gross no, no. Game. Kenny Pickett is playing. Oh, Kenny is playing now.
0: Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Okay.
2: Um. So the game not will that. still the game will still stink for the first three quarters, and then Kenny Pickett <laughs> will uh, wake up. But either way, like. I don't want to fully dive into Will Levis yet just because it was only one game, but he did look pretty good in his first game, and I'm so happy they kept playing him because Malik Willis had like two plays early on, and they just yanked him. If if Malik Willis kept playing in that game, they're not winning this, so I'm happy the coaches decided to just stick with one guy and just stick with Levis, so that definitely worked out, and I mean, hey, I think they're just going to be around 500 all year, so if 500's good enough to make the playoffs, I think they can sneak in. I'm not changing my mind on that.
0: Yeah, they definitely have a shot. Tom, are you uh you riding like the mailman train here? You, you on the Will Levis bandwagon, or you think like all right, we gotta um, see like is it, on a quick swing to Thursday night against a really good defense? Like it'll be a tough test for him for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I did activate him off my taxi squad in a dynasty league, so <laughs> I guess I am a little bought in, but mainly because Jared Goff's on a buy, and my other quarterback is Jimmy J. So and I have Burrow too, so Thank I'm kind of struggling with that QB two super flex spot, um. But I think the the first touchdown to Hopkins, I think, was not that great of a throw. And then neither was the slant route. But then I saw a couple, like, dots. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just first game jitters. He shook him off. But he did look very good overall. And um, I'll say that I I think if he plays even, like, decently on Thursday? Is Tannehill back in in two weeks, or is he still, like, up in the air? Do you guys have any idea? I, I think it's up in the
0: air, but I think, like, he was somewhat questionable for Thursday, but, like, they rolled him out, I think, today. Um So I think, like, it will be in question probably the yeah. following week. For and the fun.
1: thing is, it's like, it, well, Tannehill is not, he's not bringing you any sort of, like, he's not bringing you anything that Will Levis can at this point. Like, Tannehill's probably a bottom-10 quarterback, so if Will Levis is playing decent, so yeah, might as well keep him in.
2: Yeah, there's no know. sugarcoating it. Like, Tannehill stinks this year. Will Levis already has double the touchdowns Tannehill has this year. Crazy. Yeah. So I am so, I think their decision might be made for them if uh, he looks good again
1: on Thursday. Yeah. Like, the way I look at it is, like, Will Levis, I mean, Tannehill is the ultimate he-won't-lose-you-a-game quarterback, like him and Jimmy G are, like, the premier game managers. And Will Levis is like, okay, he's throwing deep balls and very good throws and activating DeAndre Hopkins, who seems to be holding back being held back by the offense the whole year um, in one game. So he seems like he can step in and win you a game where Tannehill may just not lose you a game. But he is losing games this year, so yeah. So we'll hop into a team that's not really losing games at all. But uh, it was a very
0: entertaining one. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles going to um, Landover, beating the Washington Commanders 38-31. The Commanders had like an elite backdoor cover. It was like, I think it was 7.5. It might have been 7 on the spread. But um, the Eagles ended up winning by 7. It just seems like the Commanders play well against the Eagles. They did in the beginning of the year. Lost. And then they lost this game as well. It was weird though because like the Eagles struggled in the first half, had a great second half, but they didn't. I think they might have sacked Sam Howell once, and it wasn't towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and Howell's been sacked more than any quarterback this season, and was on like a record breaking pace for that. But Howell really balled out. Uh, there was some bad throws he made kind of late in the game, but some of them like honestly I thought should have been caught by Terry McLaurin. He had a few drops that can go either way, but if Terry McLaurin wants to be in that like wide receiver one tier, like these are plays that you think he would make. Um, so this was a disappointing loss for the commanders, and that's probably what sparked a little bit of a fire sale for them at the deadline. Dom, are you out on, like, like what what'd you get from this game? Honestly, like, a division game on the road for the Eagles, I don't think this maybe, like, hurts their public perception at all.
2: No, no, the commanders always play them tight, like you said, for whatever reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but is this in, this is now four straight games, I think, they've played them close. So for mm-hmm. whatever reason, they're just a good matchup. Uh, you mentioned the sacks. As someone that did bet over three and a half sacks i am very concerned that the eagles can only that they can only manage one against this team that's a little concerning i don't know why especially when howell threw the ball as much as he did i i feel like he should have got sacked more um Mm -hmm. but on the offensive side of the ball aj brown is just elite like he is just insane the fact that he is the first receiver ever to have 125 yards in six straight games is ridiculous to think about
1: yep he it's I think it's time to call him in the top three. We con- We've had the conversation that like over the weekend. Like, I think the only two guys you'd be like, okay, they're better than AJ Brown is Jefferson and Tyree Kill. Yeah, I and think and no, and not even Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup or Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams. I don't think they have a definite leg up on him at all. That's yeah, the way he's playing right now. I think
2: that third player is definitely a
1: debate, and I think AJ Brown's leading that debate in my opinion. Exactly. I think after this season, we think we will be AJ Brown. Like. You can call it recently buys if you want, but he went he went to a place where he can finally strive, and he got better than he was last year. So I already had him like pretty much in the top eight or so this year, and like with and he's playing way better this year than he was last year. So yeah, um, I think
0: like yeah, with cup like not being all that good coming back from injury so far, but he like balled out down his first game back and really hasn't done much since. And then like yeah, Devonte Adams, I mean he's getting older, uh, and Jimmy G overthrew so many balls for him on monday night um yeah definitely kind of getting out of the conversation i feel like yeah brown's been elite basically now for two straight years in philly so i feel like that's a decent enough sample size to call him a top three receiver in the league. um another game i just kind of like briefly want to talk i mean it wasn't like a great game by any means but shout out to bryce young getting his first win in this one that was me and uh dom's upset pick of the week uh we were able to get panthers plus three in this one it wasn't a entertaining game by any means but uh yeah i guess like shroud didn't look as good as i thought he would he like started off this game really hot um do you guys have anything about this game or this pretty much just like kind of what i said there
2: yeah i have one uh, miles sanders was the worst signing in panthers history he played <laughs> two snaps had zero yards they were playing the third string running back over him i don't know i don't know what's going on there but i'm very close to just dropping him in fantasy and making him someone else's problem because i don't know what his value is going forward on this bad team yeah, it's brutal.
0: Like, Chubba mm-hmm. Hubbard just seems so much better. Um, For or at least they reason. like him. But yeah, I, I, I know, right? Like, why even pay Sanders at this point? Um, so me and Dom both hit our upset pick of the week. Tommy, you want to briefly talk about your upset pick of the week? Unfortunately, honestly, I thought many times it was going to come through, but it didn't.
1: I, well, I picked the Giants, mm-hmm. but it pushed. I mean, I'll take a push. No, oh, no, we're doing we, money we, we lines. Do out, we do Upset we picks and money lines.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I, thought, I thought I can get away with that. Um, yeah, I mean i'm gonna keep this under a minute um one i refuse to believe that brian Dable is the same person that went for two against tennessee last year that not going in for going forward on fourth and one on the opponent's 15 yard line i don't understand how you wouldn't do that you just need one yard and you clearly don't trust your qb to throw a football building off that he's been the qb two for three weeks Why is he not being trusted? to throw a football five yards downfield? Why is he not learning those plays? Why? I don't know. Bad coaching. Third, um, I don't understand how you run the ball all game and then you get a holding penalty in the first drive of overtime and then you throw the ball three times by the line of scrimmage. You have to realize you're a penalty away from being a drive killer every single time. Again, bad coaching. I'm very angry at Brian Dable at the moment. Um, and I was calling for him to get fired on Sunday. I calmed down, but if he does it again, I will say it again. That is it. The Giants are horrible. Um, Daniel Jones is back. Whoopee. Yeah, that's it. Brutal, honestly, loss here. I thought
0: so many times they were going to win this game, and I guess because we had to watch what Tommy DeVito um, play this game. Uh, right, his name's Tom, right? DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tommy DeVito. What did he didn't he have like nine yards in this game? No, you're negative seven. (laughs) Negative (laughs) seven? Oh, that is brutal, man. That is brutal. Well, negative seven net yards, whatever that means. Yeah, I was just talking about this with my dad. It's like crazy how many bad quarterbacks there are right now. Or at least like so many hurt quarterbacks in general that we have to watch. And this usually happens, but I feel like it's later in the year than this. Like we're just in week eight. Like how bad do you think it's going to be in like week 14 with some of these quarterbacks?
1: I mean, I... There's already so many season-ending injuries. At least Kyle will be back, so he'll offset it a little bit. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll replace Kirk as somebody who's good. Yeah, yeah. but he just got hurt I mean,
0: last year, so, like, it was just – his cycle is just restarting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly.
0: Um Definitely a more entertaining game. Honestly, uh, maybe not like as entertaining, but it was close at least. But the Seahawks beat the Browns 24-20. The Browns four and three on the season now. Uh, they had PJ Walker starting for them again. Don't know if Deshaun Watson coming back would be an upgrade at this point. I don't think like you have that much confidence in either one of PJ Walker or Deshaun Watson at this moment. But the Seahawks win with the Niners losing, they go to five and two, and they are now the uh, sole possession leader of the NFC West. I think like the Seahawks, man, like 24 points on this Browns offense is still pretty good. I do think that like P.J. Walker being a quarterback definitely gives you some good field position on the other side of the ball because I think Geno Smith definitely made some like noticeable mistakes in this game and it wasn't a perfect game by any means but I think getting out of this game I think looks pretty impressive for Seattle at least going forward
1: yeah I think the Geno it's clear the magic isn't really as present as it was last year but he's still playing like a good game manager um and the offense is still pretty good uh DK seemed to make a little more noise than he has in the past weeks. Tyler Lockett, I think, was injured this game. Did he play? I don't know. Yeah, he played. He actually um, had a pretty good game in this one. I think he had 8 for 81. Oh, okay. Because I bet you in fantasy. <laughs> so, you know, the, it seems DK's healthy. Tyler Lockett's seemingly healthy again. And um, JSN now is kind of getting a little bit of a role in the offense. So, one thing, though. Zach Charbonnet, I think, out out shared Kenneth Walker, which is kind of crazy. Um, I know he had the calf stream, but he was like a full go by like Wednesday. So I'm not really sure why that went, but something to keep an eye on for fantasy purposes because rookie running backs tend to kind of ramp up their workload down the stretch.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm Eight like, yeah, five yeah. yeah, Walker, like they just did not run the ball at all basically this game. So I don't know, this game might, might be able to just throw this one out when like trying to um, like forecast and project what's going to happen. But as for this game, like, I feel like Seattle really struggled to stop P.J. Walker. I mean, he scored 20 points in Seattle, which I'm kind of impressed with. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I think I said on the last episode that they're not going to score more than, like, 13 or 14. So I was wrong with that one. Um, But, like, Seattle, again, they just did exactly what they were supposed to do. They were favored by four. They won by four. So I guess... I guess this is exactly the team we're supposed to uh, expect from them, and if that is true, this is a good team then.
1: So, yeah,
0: we were talking right. about it, we were talking about it in the beginning of the video, and I kind of want to just jump to this game next. But uh, like the Broncos not making any moves at the deadline, they ended up beating the Chiefs twenty-four to nine. This was like the Patrick Mahomes flu game, and I think uh, it was like by EPA standards, it was the worst I think game of like the Mahomes Kelsey like era pl- them playing together, and um, of like Mahomes' career, and they were just that bad. Uh, Mahomes was 24 for 38, 241, zero touchdowns, which I think broke a streak as well uh, with him getting consecutive consecutive games with a passing touchdown. He had two interceptions. Um, and, yeah, the Broncos both maybe the upset of the century, finally beating Patrick Mahomes in this game. Because, uh, Dom, we were talking about this last week, right? Or at least, yeah, I think in the preview talking about this game that he never beat, uh, the Broncos never beat Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I think it was 16. I think he was 16-0 against them or 15, That's something crazy.
0: like that. That's um, crazy. Yeah. I feel like that alone should make the Broncos' buyers at this point. They should have just went out and traded for Devonta Adams themselves. Yeah, that would
2: have been something,
0: all right. Uh, Russ could just miss another receiver.
2: Um, The Chiefs, like, watching this game, even when the Chiefs are down by, like, 14, in my head, I was just like, all right, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Like, why do we care? Mm -hmm. Like, are there any other teams that you're more confident in to win a game than the Chiefs? Like they just, I just always think they can win a game, no matter what the score is, no matter how much time's left. It's just like, all right, Mahomes, they're gonna go win this game. Like I don't know why, yeah. I don't know why. Like is he? They're just that good, I guess. You know
0: what team? Like last, I thought about that. He's retired now. Brady. Brady and the Pats. Like I was like, they're always winning these games for sure. Well, Sometimes uh, I felt yeah. like.
2: No go go. What you
0: say? No, I was just I was... gonna say sometimes I like I was like a biased fan I I feel that same way about like Ben and the Steelers because there was like chances where they were so out of games like I always go back to like that playoff game against the Bengals where like there if you've probably looked at a win probability chart they had like a one percent chance of winning and then Shazier gets the fumble Perfect gives A B C T E and then the rest is history that game but yeah because even last
2: year Brady uh, beat the Saints when they were down seventeen to three with like four I don't want to left. talk about
0: it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, That's I when I you, left the game early.
2: Yeah, you left that game early. I, I stayed, so I saw the comeback. But again, it was just one of those things where I fully expected the Chiefs to win this game. They didn't win this game. They looked awful in this game. And now we have to kind of think about, is it just a one-game fluke? Is it just because he had the flu? Or is this something to keep monitoring? And are the Broncos actually going to rattle off a few wins? Because we called them, like, fully dead a few weeks ago. Now they're 3-5 and five and not too not too far behind.
0: yeah. Basically, a game out of the playoffs. I mean, they do got to play Buffalo next week. I think um, a, I think it's a night game, or excuse me, the two weeks. Yeah, because they have a bye. Um, and then I'm looking at their schedule. Like it, it's still tough. Like they got to play the Browns. They got to play the Vikings. Not as hard as it would be. Got to go to uh, L. A. to play the Chargers. Got to go to Detroit. Got to play the Chargers again. I mean, like it's definitely doable for the Broncos, which would be crazy. These, Those are
1: five tough games.
0: Yeah. I mean, Besides, they, like I guess the Vikings at this point. They did just beat the Chiefs by 15, though. <laughs> I mean, Mahomes flew in— the worst in, game of Mahomes' career. Yeah, in, like, snowy conditions. Like, I'll give Mahomes the benefit of the doubt in this one. But, uh, like, shout-out to the Broncos, man. I mean, like, it's been such an abysmal season. I'm glad they were able to get a dub um, there specifically. Uh, We could talk also about—Dom, you want to talk about the Cardinals almost having the sickest comeback ever in this game?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you bet on the Ravens' spread, first of all, you just I'm sorry for you because the backdoor cover from the Cardinals was insane. Um. Again, like, this is another game where I don't know if the Ravens, like, let up a little because they were still scoring throughout the entirety of the game. Um, again, Cardinals, best first-half team. I'm pretty sure they scored first in this game and then were tied at halftime or closed at halftime and then it just completely unraveled. Um, but overall, like, the Cardinals just keep playing relatively close games, which makes me think if they had Kyler, they wouldn't be 1-7 right now. I think there's a legitimate case you could say they'd be, like, around 4-4, four and four which I'd be fine with if you're just one quarterback away. Um, but from this game itself, they just can't stop the run. It's going to really stop the pass. So, I mean, that's that's not really great when you can't do either of those things. But, hey, mm. they got an onside kick, which is pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I know. They just never happen. Um, and, yeah, like the Cardinals, it's going to be weird, man. Because, yeah, you would think if, like, Kyra was, like, playing, they'd probably have at least, like, two more wins minimum. Um, but they... this roster still isn't great.
2: Yeah, if they had Kyler, I think they hold off the Giants. If if they had yeah. um uh Seattle a few weeks ago, they literally had like a hundred something yards of offense with Dobbs, and they only lost the game by like ten. So you just have to assume if the they're commander's off. game too. And the commander yeah, like right there, that could be We've four won. and four possibly. So I think this team is yeah. a lot better than we think. It's just watching Josh Dobbs, which we don't have to do anymore. Uh just mm-hmm. changes the narrative a little.
0: Yeah. Um, so basically like most of the games we talked about, we also didn't talk about Minnesota green Bay. And that was the game where, uh, Kirk cousins towards Achilles. Uh, I was just trying to go over all the games that we previewed last week. So, um, in the Seattle game, we all took Seattle. Uh, Dom, you took the Packers in that Vikings game. Me and Tomball took the Vikings. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for a turnaround. (laughs) Yeah. I, am like, I'm going to want to bring it up in the, I think we should preview this game, um, later this week, but like the Rams Vikings game next week, I feel like loser of that might be done. So I think it's, like, at least somewhat important. But I guess, like, the Vikings are not playing Dobbs. I mean, like, it's not going to be an entertaining game, and Stafford might not – or not Stafford. Um, why did, why did I go to the Vikings? I meant Stafford might not play, and, like, the Packers don't look great. Like, they didn't look good in this game. We all kind of predicted the Vikings to win. I think, like, the Packers season's got to be done, right? Yeah, they might be the team we eliminate. I mean, yeah. I did um I, I did
2: pick their losses in our uh, competition, so. There you
0: go, man. There you go. Um, So lastly, we'll talk about the uh, – the Bengals, Niners games, because the two primetime games weren't really that good in which the Lions beat the Raiders, which we expected, and the Chargers beat the Bears, in which we also expected. But um, yeah, we all picked the 49ers and I was, man, I talked myself. I think you guys I don't remember if you guys went first in that, but I was leaning towards the Bengals. Oh, don't blame us. No, I'm not I'm not. You. I'm not. I well, I'm actually gonna do it. I'm gonna be biased <laughs> here towards my now nah, no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, that's all on me. I was fi- I was feeling the Bengals, but then I was like, you know what, it's in San Fran. I feel like they had such a letdown game against Minnesota that they were gonna win this game. And yeah, the the forty niners they fall to five and three. They've lost three in a row, yep. three in a row, three in a row, and a huge one for the Bengals as they still have a shot at winning the AFC North and like they still technically have a shot at being a one seed. Like the season's still far from over, but huge one for the Bengals here. Did you guys like were you guys pretty shocked about this or not as shocked too much? Even though we all picked the Niners to win,
1: I'm not shocked, but um, I am. I was not. I was not. Mm-hmm. It was less than fifty percent chance than I thought. I thought the Niners had obviously picked them. So, but. The Bengals are—they're back. Like T. Higgins is back. Jamar Chase is all the way back. Joe Burrow is healthy. This team is scary. It was never really not scary, besides when Joe Burrow couldn't move. So they could beat anybody in the league. And now there's another Super Bowl contender back alive in the AFC. Yeah,
0: Dom, you're off. Maybe the Niners, or you still think that they're the best team in the NFC? No, I'm still on both of these teams. I would
2: never—I would never jump off the Bengals bandwagon like two weeks ago. I never did that. <laughs> um, I still think they can win the division. I still think... I mean, this was my Super Bowl prediction. I said 49ers over Bengals. So hopefully they, there's a rematch later on, and I'm right in the rematch. Um, One thing with the Bengals, though, you mentioned they're 4-3. They just beat all four NFC West teams. So, like, those wow. those are their only four wins. So I need to see them play the AFC teams. The AFC team. Because right now, like, they're not going to have any tiebreakers whatsoever. It's early, but... It is one thing that if they can't beat these AFC teams, then they're just going to keep falling down the standings. Um, yeah. But they are fully back. The Niners, I don't really know what's wrong with them. They just, I guess Trent Williams is a much bigger key piece than we thought. Kind of overlooked mm-hmm. him a little
1: bit. And um, I think Brock Purdy also has a concussion. Like, he might. still does. He might. But they have a bye he week. He smashed his head on the ground again on Sunday. And I was like, he probably should have gotten taken out of the game there, but whatever. Yeah, so Man, hopefully this really bye week it. helps.
0: Yeah. Um but the Bengals yeah like they do have some AFC teams to play like I mean like the the AFC North plays the whole AFC South. Um this team's I can't believe I forgot about the 27 to 3 loss against the Titans. That was just wild. Does feel like a completely different team, but they'll still get to play Houston. They got Indianapolis, it'll be a good Jacksonville game too. That's a prime time, I believe, Monday night game. Um in December. Um they'll go to they'll they got two more against Pittsburgh, another against Baltimore, and I believe, yeah, one more against Cleveland. So the Bengals will definitely still have some tough games, and they go to Kansas City late in December as well. So they do have some tough games for the remainder of the season. Um and that'll be definitely interesting to see kind of where they finish off after their poor start to the year. So um something we do with the reactions every week is we eliminate a team. Um, from playoff contention, Dom, do you have the list of the current teams we have eliminated? Yeah, you want me to read them off? Yeah, read them off.
2: Uh, so we got the Bears, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Patriots. Uh, luckily, this week none of those teams are really threatening. We were a little scared of the Raiders last week. I guess the Broncos did win, so we got to I mean, some of. I'm a little nervous that.
0: about them, honestly.
2: Like they're three and five, so I'm still not really concerned. Um, when the Raiders were three and three, that was a little concerning, but yeah. I think the Broncos are our biggest threat right now. Okay. Which is weird. Did to you see? We didn't see the Jets, right? No, and thank God we didn't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we we wait. You said New England too, or no New England?
2: New England was last week's edition. Yes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, that helped us them uh, losing to Miami. So, oh man, um, looking at this, I feel like I might have a team I want to eliminate. And I think, oh man, okay, no. Yeah, I like we talked about Green Bay. I feel like Green Bay. Well, you said Green Bay plays the Rams, though, right? Yeah.
2: So like, if what if they win that game, do they start rattling off a few after that? And then they got Pittsburgh
0: the week after that, a winnable game.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Um,
0: the other team I was gonna mention the Indianapolis Colts. Can we eliminate Washington? (laughs) True. They did just (sighs) true. All yeah, oh, the right. Bucks, like these, some of these... these no, no, not the, Bucks. Seems to... actually, not
2: the Bucs. I actually, I have a hot take that I'm going to say... Bro, the Bucks'
1: the magic, I feel like is fully so.
0: worn,
2: worn off now. What's your hot take? I no? think two NFC South teams are going to make the playoffs. Because they're both, like, two, uh, I think two teams are going to finish right around 500. And the way the NFC looks,
0: that's enough to make it. Don't, I don't know. Because who's well, going to make it I'm gonna, in the
2: other divisions? Like,
0: it's, So it's, you're basically saying it's going to be Minnesota or the Saints, or like the non-division winner of the South, basically. I'm that's what it comes down to. I'm saying I think the
2: Lions will make it. I think the Cowboys and Eagles will make it. The Niners and Seahawks make it. That's five teams. I think the NFC South can get the last two. Obviously, they're guaranteed one for the division. I think they can get the other
0: wild card. Yeah, so I think it, yeah, it basically comes down to the Vikings or the non-division winner. And I don't oh, know if Josh man. Dobbs... After yeah. watching
2: Josh Dobbs play, I don't know if he can lead a team to the playoffs. So I am oh, I think me. the I NFC don't...
0: South might sneak in two teams. I can't do this. All right, Jesus. All right, yeah, so I, I don't think we should do the Bucks because I think that division... Is still wide open. It, I think yeah. it comes. I think it comes down to the Packers, the Rams, or the Colts. I kind of like the Colts. Stafford might play this week, so I don't want to
1: eliminate the Rams yet. Okay.
0: So Colts I-
1: or Packers?
2: I I'm mm. fine with getting rid of the Colts because I think the AFC has more like
0: playoff teams than the NFC. Yeah, I think the AFC South's only going to have one. Um, playoff team because I think I think Chiefs yeah. obviously get in you'll probably most likely have the uh, the Dolphins and the Bills I think there's still a really good chance like you'll probably get Baltimore and I still think Cincinnati that whole division is like right there so yeah. it's possible yeah I, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more comfortable eliminating the Colts than the Packers and then we yeah, can kind of do the, the loser of next week's game yeah,
1: yeah. Like with the that. Colts there's like 10 teams I'm looking at right now that like are far and away better and like that's not even counting anybody besides the Jaguars in their division. Like, yeah. the whole AFC North, the Chargers and the Chiefs, and then I would say the Jets, um, and then the Bills and the Dolphins. That's a lot of teams, and that is way more teams than I think they can overcome.
0: Okay, so we want to mark in the Colts?
1: Yep, I can do the Colts.
0: Okay, so honestly, out of all these teams we've eliminated, I still think, I, I feel like Denver might be the one sneaky team, but... As much as I don't like the Colts, I, I don't like Denver that much more. So I, I'm still confident that we're good here. I think we're I think still on good pace. I, I,
2: I, I, I mean, we picked eight teams so far. I think we,
0: we better be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, Although, we still have the Jets in our back pocket, too.
1: Like, I, we I have, still don't I'll have that much confidence I, in them. I don't know. And we I'm have, starting... and like, once we get to these, like, week 12 picks, like, these teams are going to have five wins. And, like, the wild cards are going to be, they're going to be, like, three full games back of the wild card. So, I'm, like, I'm, I'm fine with... Yeah, but know, then we have yeah. to pick a team that week. <laughs> that's the <laughs> tough thing. Well, uh, yeah, and then I, I think I think it's going to start to get super hairier on, like, week 13, 14. Like, like 14 is going to be, like, okay, like, we're really... Because, like, those in-the-hunt teams, like, one of them is going to wind up uh, making it in. You yeah. just going to help you pick the right one.
2: And the only thing we have to be careful of, like, last year the Jaguars started 3-7 and seven and then won the division. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, something... Yeah. That's one thing, like, if a team just turns it around, but... I don't think any of the eight teams we have so far can.
0: Yeah. I agree. So yeah, we're going to eliminate the Colts. And I think we do have the Packers and the Rams in our back pocket. So I think we're chilling there. Um, And then we'll probably get eliminate whoever loses this Sunday game um, as well um, for the next week's reaction. So yeah, thank you guys all for watching and listening to our week eight reaction and the trade deadline reaction as well. We also should have another video out for you guys this week. Um, We're going to do a mid-season like kind of fantasy draft um, also. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be doing our week nine preview like always. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, following on Spotify and Apple podcast. And if you can leave a rating and review over there, as well as a like on YouTube, we would really appreciate it. So yeah, thank you guys all for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.